Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Barely got time for the theme tune today, Judith. Barely got time. I thought I'd do a jolly thing, you know. I'm not doing that. I'm not thinking about theme tune. I want the theme tune over and done with today because we've got to move on. Oh, harsh. Got a lot to do today. God, you're bossy. No, I'm not. Do you know why? Because there's why? no air con no, in this studio. Very, very, very there's only this. an air vent. And if we don't get on with this... You're quite right. We'll die. Yeah, Do I you know. understand? It is hot, isn't it? It's, it's not just me. No, it's both of us together. Oh. In, in fact... Um, what? Okay, breathe. So we've got guests first. We'll say who's coming in. Emma Kevin. Ke- no, I didn't that really bad. <laughs> you see, I don't want to have to go back and edit loads of this. I want to do this beautifully you and perfectly. You want to do it in, in one big run. One, yeah, I in do. One, in one run. So we better Without take a proper run-up to it, haven't okay. we? One, two, three. Emma Kennedy is our guest. <laughs> Today she's coming in uh, and she's got lots to talk about. The two of you yes. oh, do good. competitive gardening. Sure, all good. I mean, she's got a certificate. Oh, well, that doesn't sound very good for me, does well, it? Sounds like I'm going to be lagging behind rather badly. Well, I think you need to... Drill her and grill okay. her on her okay. garden okay. certificate. Yes, Serious. and she has an absolute host of cottage garden blooms. She's very hollyhock, foxglove, lupin. Now feeling very, very inferior. No, your garden is absolutely brilliant, but I don't know whether mm. you have the qualifications. No, no. You Definitely might not. actually have to... I might confiscate your garden. <laughs> I've got the enthusiasm, but it sounds like she's going to trump me big time. Dogs as well. She's got two dogs. She believes that... It's not very fair to have one dog. One dog needs oh, is that a, right? a friend. Is that right? And, yeah, so she's got two dogs. Like with children, sort of. The idea is that they amuse themselves. Why would you say that to a woman who's only got one child? Why, <laughs> why would you say that to a woman who's only why got one child? Why did you only have one? Why did you stop at one? Um, Am I allowed to ask that, or is it a bit personal? Of course you can. No, of course. I, I'd have told you if it was anything personal, because it would have come under our hypochondria chats. Yes, well, point. that's very, very true. Um, no, nothing wrong with me physically. Right. Mentally. <laughs> However, what you thought this is enough. This oh, is enough so for me. So much. I just yeah. thought, God, having babies is really hard work and quite boring. And then you've got to pay someone to look after them because you can't cope and do it by yourself. Obviously, because you'd like to work uh, and get back on the road. So, and... you practically speaking, you just thought, right, okay, that's fine. That's fine. I We're happy. I didn't think about it beyond the fact that I was really grateful to have one. I was really glad that I liked her. I was really relieved it was a girl. Um, because I don't think Jeff would have been very good with a boy because a boy might have wanted him to do rough and tumble and oh, games yeah. and I was going away a lot and I thought, oh good, one of those, I got a colouring in girl, you know, one of those ones that sits <laughs> in a corner and colours in and I just thought, Jeff would cope with sort. that. Yeah, it was easy, isn't it? Oh yeah, the best sort for lazy Bit of people. baking, just a yeah. few jam never tarts. Did ba- don't be ridiculous, never did any baking. I never had an oven. <laughs> Phoebe grew up without an oven. At our home, we did not have an oven. We did not have an oven. What? We had a microwave and a hob. We never had an oven until she was about twelve, and um, I decided to do Christmas dinner for the whole family and realised you can't microwave a turkey. And that is when I got we got an oven installed. My mouth's opened. It is a bit. Was that a yeah? <laughs> 
Good heavens. So how did you do a casserole or anything like that? There was a casserole recipe that went in the microwave. It came with a Schwartz's uh, casserole mix. You've got, to, you've got to understand, Judith, that my cooking has... I'm cooking arrested. I only started cooking in my 50s. I've I got the cooking skills of a 14-year-old. Yeah. I've come... I, a few years ago, it was cooking skills of a 12-year-old, but now I'm, I'm sort of so like... So did I know you when you were, Did I know you before you had an oven? Uh, it was Brunswick Villas, which was that house near where Boris moved into with his girlfriend oh, yeah. quite recently. Yeah. So it was the old Georgian house we had. You did come there once did, to do some grumpy I probably didn't filming. venture into the kitchen because I didn't know you well enough. Kitchen then. was in the basement <gasps> and you were on the ground floor I'm in the sitting rooms. I'm quite shocked. Yes. I am quite shocked that you would live your lives as a fa- en famille without an oven with a microwave and a... But that's astonishing. But I gigged all the time, so all we ate was sandwiches. Jeff and I used to have sandwiches for God. most evening meals. God, Jeff sandwich. puts up with a lot, doesn't he? It, sandwiches and sausage rolls are his favourite thing. <laughs> to be quite honest, he's never grown out of a children's birthday party. <laughs> if you said to Jeff, what's your last meal on this uh, earth? He'd yeah. go, uh, children's birthday party. Would he really? With, what, uh, cut sandwiches with the, with the cut sandwiches. Off? No, he doesn't mind Would crust, he? he's still got good teeth. It'd be like sandwiches, sausage rolls, Does crisps, he? some cake. Jelly and ice cream. Little God. mini mini sausages on cocktail six. Uh, that would, honestly, he'd pre- be prepared to commit quite a bad crime if he had death row for that. <laughs> honestly, if you promised him a death row meal, that would be what I he'd think, want. I mean, what I like... What would likes be? Oh, oh, I tell you what, exactly what his would be. <laughs> it would be what he always cooks when I'm not around, which is always a steak and mashed potatoes and peas. Brackets, I'm a bit lazy, really, isn't it? A little bit lazy. I don't think mash is lazy. No, really that's don't. true. That's true. Yeah, either that or, or or for some reason, like last night, he said he'd do the cooking and I was sent out of the kitchen. Okay, not allowed to go anywhere good, in the kitchen. Good. You know, all of that. Yeah. So I thought, oh, well, it might be a Jamie, might be a Nigella, you yeah. know. It's a whole host of recipe books in, in, on the shelves. And I thought, okay, well, it's either going to be a steak and mashed potato and peas, which is kind of a bit annoying, or it might be the other one, <laughs> which <Yeah>. is... <laughs> God. Uh, go on. Veal Holstein. Veal Holstein. <laughs> yes, which is a bit off piste, isn't it? Well, it's not very right and on sounds, these days. We don't well, actually no, it say, we don't very, admit to veal. No, absolutely. But for some reason, he's got this thing about Veal Holstein. And I said to him, <laughs> I said to him yesterday, I said, you know, I'm on Slimming World, which is very in inverted commas, by the way. And um, so, you know, could we not Veal have any... would be quite Slimming World. Well, it would be. Yeah, it, it, yeah. yeah if you weren't going to fry it in breadcrumbs and... If you weren't going to Holstein it. ...smatterings of, of, of fry, you know, so, of oil. So let's... Go, the, the recipe for a Veal Holstein <laughs> yeah. is... It's breadcrumbed. Yeah. So it's like a schnitzel. It's like a schnitzel. Exactly. It's like a schnitzel. But then, worse than that, it's it's a fried egg on the top and anchovies. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's a mad meal. Did I he know. do that? Did, That's what, what he served. That's what he served. <laughs> so I had to be... And an egg. Yes, on the top. Yeah. And, and he's oh, quite often done that. it. I know. I'm and every sorry, time he does it... That's a weird combination. It is, isn't it? It is. Can you see and why I do most of the egg. cooking in the house? I know, and but I was hoping for such... Well, ish. Veal Holstein, where ish. did he pick that up? Ish. Did he have it off well, his no pair once? It's not... <laughs> I don't know where he picked it up from. I think maybe it's his mother Austrian. used to cook it, but yeah, I know. So I ha- obviously had to be very it's grateful. It's very 70s. No, hold on. It is 60s, very 70s, isn't it? It's kind of... Uh, his mother quite posh, 
would have had maybe a Robert Carrier book. Oh, maybe. I'm this thinking, is a forensic well, analysis. Well, this is it's a little yeah. bit my mother. She wouldn't do the egg and the anchovy. She would do uh, she would do a schnitzel. Yeah, uh, but she wouldn't go. Cause but she mother, had an oven, obviously. My mother was good, is is a good cook. My yeah, mother is yeah. ninety. I phoned her the other day um, to tell her that my friend, because she'd said I've heard that a friend. Anyway, it was a long conversation about she'd heard a friend of hers had gone into a nursing home and I found out what's wrong wrong with her. It's not a big deal. It's going to be fine. So I phoned to tell her that. I said, "What are you having for your tea?" Because it's half past six. <laughs> Always a good question. And um, she said, "Well, I just I've just done myself a little piece of salmon." So she goes to the fishmongers it's as far as she can walk she gets yeah. a piece of salmon salmon nice. new potatoes and peas oh love. she's still doing it from scratch Lo- of course she is she's never done she- it's only my influence since she's got pretty old that um, I've filled her freezer with ready meals she still feels corners. terrible guilt does she at a risotto I mean I'm sorry she's 90 she can't stand over a risotto for 45 minutes no of course she can't the legs well we buckle. can't can we oh, can't no, do I'm, that anymore it's a hot meal a risotto isn't it it is a hot meal it's a hot right. meal <laughs> I am really sorry it needs to be a very cold day for a risotto and they say things like because I've been looking at things to cook for tonight and I've got some basil and I sort of put basil and smoked salmon there's a a a spring um risotto and I thought is that how you approach your cooking then you think okay so we've got some basil and we've got some what's the other thing you just smoked salmon smoked salmon and then you just you google it do you basil and smoked recipes and then is that was that your approach to it well sometimes it is because I think I can't be asked to go to the supermarket so if somebody comes like BBC yeah. Food or Jamie tells me what to do with a few yeah. ingredients, then I don't have to go to the that's supermarket. Amazing, that's well, a, well, no, but I mean that's an indication, isn't it, that you are, as you say, a late learner cooker because you're you you know what I mean. So you you looking upon it as a sort of Google, you know, kind oh, of approach totally, to it. Totally. What I would never do. I, I'd actually go to the recipe books on the. Um, God, I'm sounding old. Mm. God, it's really bad for me, isn't it? But well, yeah. no, you've got recipe books. There's nothing, nothing to be ashamed of. Well fingered, you know, splattered Ooh, with all the. Let's not get rude. <laughs> Let's not finger ourselves while we're cooking. Stop it. Oh, Stop trying to have an orgasm and everything. Such a God, bad influence on me. I'm still trying to get over the shock of poor Jeff living with somebody who just gives him sandwiches and. It's not, I'm not so bad anymore. We still have some. Our favourite meal is. Go on. Um, it's still. It's completely out of the freezer. It's, is uh, it? Yeah, God. Yeah. It's. It's the. We have at least two or three meals a week where I don't have to do any cooking. This one, Sainsbury's, right? They do a really good cod loin in breadcrumbs. We call them big fish fingers. Oh, I like a big fish finger. Yeah, I do. I, I like a small one as well, yeah. actually. Well, no, these are much better because okay. you get quite a okay. lot of quality oh, cod yeah. and they're still quite cheap. Good. Um, and they're 250 calories per cod breaded portion, which isn't bad. So you've just had it with peas and a salad. You're laughing on your slim as well. If you did, but well, I, I do you? My, I have mine with oven chips and frozen peas. Of course you do. Then I had a dollop of coleslaw on the I was side. just going to say, I oh, was just going to say, surely you had some coleslaw. With well, there was just a bit hanging around in the fridge. Oh, of course there is. Always had coleslaw. Yeah, that was a per- that's a perfect meal. We love that. And then we have pie night, uh, which is I had the fish pie from Sainsbury's. Taste the difference, you can. And he has one of the others with meat in it. But you have two different pies. You have yes, one each. Yes, because of my tomato allergies. Oh yeah. So I'm I'm very restricted on the pies because most pies you'll find if you read the little yeah. ingredients. Yeah. Got on tomatoes the side. in tomato puree, like think, a oh a yes. Bourguignon indeed, or a shepherd's indeed. shepherd's pie or a spaghetti bolognese or a chili. All those. Oh. Yeah. There we go. Anyway. So does he have one of his lollies? Because I've been at your house. Always has a lolly I've been round at your house. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what happens, is that you have your meal on your bean bag, yeah. on your sturdy magazine. Yeah. And instead then you, of the tray. Yeah, yes. instead of the tray. And then you say to Jeff, as I recall, yeah. 
Do you, should I go and get you one of your lollies? And you go and get him a little strawberry miffy and then he sits there. He and has a miffy night, it, doesn't he? Yeah, he has a miffy night. And then if I'm lucky, I get one too. But you don't. I know you're very. very... I don't miffy, but I have a second glass of wine oh, while he has the lolly. And I go second glass of wine, ah, so it's treat time. Right. But then it, that's it. I've always wondered whether you sneakily go and get a movie when nobody's I, looking. No, well, I'm not that bothered by um, no, sweet peas. Really, no. I have no sweet tooth no. at all. Make up with it coleslaw, though, don't you? Oh, coleslaw, cheese, pickles. Do you go cheese coleslaw or well, do you just go the straight coleslaw? No, I do. I, oh, no, don't. I don't. Don't take I don't. me over into a cheese <laughs> coleslaw. Marks and Spencer's have started doing a... I've I noticed. call it crack cabbage. It is a bit... Yeah. <laughs> It's a, quite a trend, that, isn't it? It's an absolute... Laden with calories, I should uh, think. Yeah, we once we were once on a grumpy tour and it was summertime and this was years ago because it was um, with Susie Blake and Kate Robbins and we were staying somewhere and we had these little cottages each uh, and they had uh, a fridge in the... In the bedrooms, yeah. kind of thing. A little tiny... It was like a... It was quite American in some respects. Yeah. Anyway... Um, and we'd stopped at Marks and Spencer's, and I happened to get some of this cheese coleslaw, and I put it in the fridge in this bedroom. Oh yeah, I kept during the night. <laughs> you didn't. I got up three times. You didn't. Just, I was there, <laughs> there in the fridge, and I really, honestly, I've never been able to buy any since because I shamed myself yeah. so badly that yeah, night. I know what you mean. You know, you just wouldn't be able. No, just don't open that door. No, I know. Quite, yeah. I think that's a very sensible decision because we have both of us got a coleslaw addiction as it yeah. is, haven't we? Um, so anyway, we've discussed our our coleslaw addiction. Uh, what we haven't uh, brushed upon on this podcast is that we did a live podcast, not for broadcast. Um, but we went up to Hebden Bridge, didn't we, Judith? We did. What were your impressions of Hebden Bridge? I loved Hebden Bridge. I'd never been there, and people always raved about it. And uh, I could see why. It was a bit like kind of the Totnes of Yorkshire, wasn't it? It's a, like a special secret valley place. Yeah. That's not really, I don't know whether it's an, like anywhere else, because it's prettier than... There's some little valleys like that in Wales and stuff, but it's prettier than that. I'm sorry, Wales. Um, mm-hmm. But Hebden Bridge is very pretty. And what I liked, it's got an arty community. Yes. Uh, and I think with that come a lot of craft shops, wool shops, etc., etc. You can hobby up. Gorgeous place. And... Um... Of course, comes with a reputation, doesn't it? That it's sort of lesbian HQ. Well, you, did you think you were going to get off with someone? Is that why you stayed <laughs> after I got the train back? Did you go trawling? Hardly, hardly. No, but I, I, you know, I can sort of see why it is a later trend, isn't it? I was going to say in women, but that's a stupid thing to say. I didn't need to say in women, did I? That's, no, that's obvious. The, yeah. Um, but apparently it is. I think lots of lots of women our age kind of... Do you mean sort of turning to... Well, yeah, take it up. Homosexuality. You know, I don't think it's a hobby, Judith. I yeah. think that you know, it's is a... Is it not? Is no. it not? No, it's a, it's a need. It? And a, it's a... It's a it's, it's just you. It's who you are. You are either straight or... I, I suppose you're allowed to no, switch. No, I think you're allowed to switch. I think you're allowed these days. Are you trying to... Are you, are you coming out to me well, on no, our podcast? No, no, I'm not. But I, but I can sort of Do see... Do you fancy me? Is this why you come God, here? No. God, I don't who fancy you. Who would you fancy? You. Who would I fancy? Oh, that's a good question, isn't it? Um, well, no, I think I, don't, I, could, I could go that... I don't know whether I want to say this, but I, I think I might. What you is know, it, I lady could in sort your of village? slightly go that way. Well, I could kind of see that it's probably more fun than bridge, isn't it? You know, as a sort of pastime as you get older. Because <laughs> it's more fun. I, well, I, I'm never going to do bridge. I'm, all right, then I'm going to. Well, I'm going to keep an eye on you, Judith, and I'm I going to check up on you, you every should. time you come to the podcast to see if you've had any <laughs> shenanigans. But I tell you with what, some of you don't touch me. Sorry. <laughs> 
Would any of you swimming ladies? Yeah, okay. No, but I tell you what, I went on holiday with a group of women a few years ago on a sort of swimming holiday. People that I knew. And, um, you know, we all got on like a house on fire. We had an absolutely fantastic time. But what occurred to me is that what would happen is that we'd get ready in the morning, Mm. you know. And we'd all kind of cooperate like this kind of well-oiled machine you know somebody would have kind of got the packed lunches ready somebody rinsed out the you know the swimming shoes for last night somebody else had got the the route worked out and and you know kind of women are so efficient aren't they they can see the appeal of living with another woman who is equally equally efficient yeah you're basically saying that that you would like now I'm trying. I'm trying to get my head around this a bit. This okay. is quite because I mean my mates probably wouldn't be like your friends that you went on no, swimming holiday. Not, no. a, a packed lunch wouldn't have got made. Let's just face it. Somebody <laughs> would, would have said, "Let's let's just go to a pub or something." Because <laughs> yes. my friends are probably a bit lazy. Yeah, it's a bit more slovenly. I don't really have any. Probably more anyway. interesting. But yeah, no, no, no. But I, I just don't think that. Yeah. Um, mind you, no. I'm, what I'm saying, I think, is that if I were there, I would find that well-oiled machine possibly a bit annoying. Would you? I might become the teenage boy. <gasps> might the, you? Yeah. Yeah, not in pull your well, weight. Yeah. Just out of why? Why Would Just you do that? Just because you could. Because you yeah. could. And yeah. you felt like it. Because everybody else is being efficient and speedy and a bit up and jolly and all this that kind of thing. very telling, isn't it? I would dig my heels in. Very I know. Telling. I know. And just when everything was finished, I'd go, no, actually, I think I'm going to have another piece of toast. <laughs> you know when the, the counters are being wiped down and all that, and everybody's ready to yeah, go? Yeah, everyone's ready to go. No, and I'm then you'd ready. say, no, oh, no. God, sorry, I just need to I've just do send something an email. Else or Remind me never to go on holiday with no, you. you and, no, I <laughs> but I think uh, we I, had a lovely time. In, well, and I did. left you when I had to get the train to my mum's yes. with my broken case. Oh, that was misbehaving, wasn't it? Oh, well. Tell the good people what happened to your case. Well, it, it was not an exciting tale, Judith. But, no, but it was but, uh, you pretty. Know, it's annoying. It's one of those mm. things that you can't. You look at it, at what's happened when it's happened. You think, I can't believe that's just happened. So I've got one of those roller bags like everybody's got, but mine's quite smart because I didn't buy it myself. I was bought for me as a present from my glorious management who went a bit mad and bought me a really expensive, um, a small case yeah. that goes on the plane with you so it fits into that you know expensive you thought but it was yeah it was expensive mm. I checked it up online just, oh you did it yeah, was I thought actually, I, might, was. I didn't know whether I wanted it <laughs> and I thought well, I wonder how much this oh, is oh I worth. see I before you actually started else. using it very yes yeah very sensible then I realised that it was a really expensive and you good thought oh I quite like thought, it now I thought oh look mm. everyone look at me with this mm. and think I'm successful mm. so I'll keep it yeah so anyway I've used it for two years and I have to admit here uh, hopefully Toomey won't be listening, that I carried my mic box in it and my microphone box is really, really heavy. Anyway, it's just one of those roller b- uh, bags that comes on a stem, you know, the oh, metal yeah. stem, which comes in and out of the case. Yes. So, retractable handle. Uh, anyway, I was getting on a tube and I just twisted the retractable handle slightly and it sheared off in my hand oh. and I was left with these two prongs, jagged prongs oh, sticking dear. out. And the handle in my hand... And I had to quickly grab the case because uh, my handle and me were on the tube and the bag was still on um, the oval platform. <laughs> oh, God. So that was... And then what I had to do, there was another sort of handle on top of the bag and I had to loop my scarf around and I had to drag it like it was a dog on a lead. It was very hard work, Judith. And you had a long journey ahead of you as well. Long, I, I know, had I many saw changes you. and I had to go places and all yeah. that kind of thing. And in the end, I had to get taxes. It's cost me oh, a bloody God. fortune. Anyway, oh. we had a lovely time in... Hampton Bridge and, and the audience were very they were fantastic weren't they they were very forgiving, they were very forgiving. so we did the live pod we did this we did the live 
podcast. We did this, we? but with a bit of structure, and we got them to yes. some homework. We gave we them did. a goodie bag, and they each got everyone who bought a ticket got a free facelift, and they were delighted. And if you go to Hebden Bridge now, you might be shocked by the sight of all these middle-aged. You think they're middle-aged, and back then turn around and think, well, what young faces they've got. They are the women that came to see our show because they all got free facelifts. So thank you very much, Hebden Bridge. We were, we were delighted to be with you, and we had a lovely time. And also that nice restaurant we went to afterwards. I can't remember what it was called, but it was a, it was a Turkish, Turkish dish. I've, do you know, I've st- that, that lovely salmon dish that we had there. So I bit, didn't have salmon, bit, I had bit, the no, chicken oh, with true. aubergine. But that's been in my thoughts ever since, really. On and off. I mean, not constantly, but, you know, from time to time, I've kind of thought, oh, I wish I was still eating that salmon <laughs> and rice and bowl. It was really delicious. But I just if, if we were doing it again, you'd just have a bit of a dollop of cheesy coleslaw on the side just oh, to make well, it yeah, even more know. delicious. Yeah, so thank you, Hampton Bridge. So, Judith, Emma Kennedy's coming in. Do you know who Emma Kennedy is? Um, I sort of do, um, because I looked her up on uh, on the Google, um, and she and the Kennedys I saw, and she... She's a polymath. She, she's done everything. Oh, that's a clever word. But she is. She's a real clever clogs, isn't she? Yeah, she's cleverer than that. She went to Oxford. She um, has... She's a comedy writer. She's also... She crops up. She's not only a comedy writer, she's a novelist, and she's written some travel books that are fairly autobiographical. We'll grill her on everything. But she's a grafter. She gets on with stuff and she just does it. Do you know what I mean? She's written sitcoms, she's written well, she books. She sounds incredibly industrious. I think she was in a rowing team at Oxford as was well. She? <gasps> and then she won Bake Off, Celebrity Bake Off, and I think she won Mastermind. Are we going to like her? I don't know. I've always liked her, but I'm rapidly... As I listen to these achievements, I'm going off. It's a bit touch and go, isn't it? Shall we see? We'll see. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Emma Kennedy's walked in. Are we on? Are we on? We're on. Oh, we're on. We'll have to edit that. We we were waffling and chatting away there. Emma Kennedy's walked in. It's so nice to see you, Emma. Oh, it's lovely to see you, And I always look at you and I always think, yeah, she's 52. I always date you because you're in the same year as Stuart Lee and Richard Herring. Correct. At the Oxford University. Yes, at the Oxford University. And which college were you at? (laughs) Well, you you, you must have heard this story because it's spooky. No, I want to know this. Oh, okay. So (laughs) so I went to a state school and... And nobody thought I was ever going to get to... Come to anything. Just just come to anything. And I decided that I wanted to go to Oxford. And my mother had taken me down the garden and walked me around it several times and told me, uh, you know, I should temper my expectations. But I still said, no, no, I want to try 
School didn't think I was going to get in. And at that point, I thought I wanted to read history. I'm going to truncate this story because it could go on for hours. I, I but, like it already. But I went, I went up for my interview yeah. and guess who I met at St. Catherine's College, Oxford, coming out. And I think he'd already had his interview, but it was the one and only Richard Herring. Now, oh. now let's fast forward a few months. Let's fast forward yeah. a few months. I went to a village disco in Kimpton. Where is Kimpton? It's in Hertfordshire, just outside Hitchin. Okay. And I snogged a boy. Okay. And I became the illest I have ever been in my life. And I basically, I went down with glandular fever, but I had it very, 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 very badly. Well, that could really fuck your exams up. Exactly, but it did. And I was off school. I was off school for two months. Now, bear in mind, at this point, I had been given a conditional offer by Oxford. And And I had to get two A's and a B. Right. And it was doable. But it was going to be really, you know, tough. I was really yeah. going to have to. You really it down. didn't need glandular fever. Didn't need glandular fever. So my school are now saying to me, "Don't take your exams, Emma. Whatever you do, do not take your A levels." And I was just like, "No, I'm going to take my A levels." And I took them. You're I like fell. A I know. A what? I fell asleep oh, in uh, one of my history papers. And had to be woken up by the initiators. Oh I mean, this goodness. was how weak and feeble I was. <gasps> and I did not get the grades. Uh, I got A, B, C. And okay. got the C in history, crucially. Oh. And I wrote to Oxford and I said, I've, you know, this is the situation. And they said, look, we can't take you. Yeah. But if you want to try again next year, then, you know, we'll, we'll have a rethink. And in the course of that summer... I just, something in me died. It just died. And it was that thing of I had set myself a goal. You failed. And I'd failed. And that was it. I I wasn't, I I wasn't bothered. Bear in mind, I'm still, don't forget about the meeting Richard Herring because this is important, okay? okay? And um, I went to work in a hotel. Okay, chambermaid. Not no, not so grand as chambermaiding. I was washing pots, Jenny, okay. in the and kitchens. in the kitchens, and I did well at that. And they promoted me to vegetable peeler. And working your way up. I yeah. was working my way yeah. up, and then they said, "Do you want to be a waitress?" And I thought, "This is brilliant. I'm I'm doing really well. I'm earning money." And at this point, all thoughts of going to any university had just slipped away. Died. They'd gone. Yeah. They'd gone withered on the bow and it was September and I was walking around Hitchin and I stopped outside a small shop that was called Stripe and it was a sort of shop where all the six formers used to go and buy their patchouli oil sticks and things like that and I bumped into my old English teacher Mrs Graby who had retired before I got glandular fever so she had no idea what had happened to me right and she bumped into me and she said, oh, you must be off to university. And I sort of stared at my shoes and I went, um, uh, no, no, I'm not going. I've got a shift at the hotel. I've got a shift at the hotel. And she looked at me and she said, Emma, you were the best English student I ever had. What wow. do you mean you're not going to Mrs. university? Oh, me too. And me then too. she looked at me and she said something I will, I have never forgotten. I'm welling up. I have never forgotten it. She said, anybody can give up, Emma. It's the easiest thing in the world. Anybody can do it. Never give up. Wow. And she pressed her phone number into my hand and she said, I want you to come and see me 
and we'll talk about books and plays and poems and we'll send you off to Oxford again and see if you can get in. And I did. And, and at then that moment, I felt absolutely ashamed of myself because I, I exactly, you as you up. said before, I had set myself a goal and I had given up. Yeah. And I felt ashamed. Well, not without reason, though, Emma. Not you without have reason, an but I felt ashamed. And I took her number and I yeah. phoned her and I went on the bus once a week to her did village, you? which was ironically also in Kimpton. <laughs> <laughs> and we talked about books and plays and poems and she packed me off. Yeah. To uh, uh, to for an interview a different at, at college, St Edmund Hall, Oxford, okay. to read English. Teddy Hall. Teddy Hall. And I stood in the ancient stairwell before my interview, and I thought the only thing I want to do here is not let Mrs. Graby down. Oh. And I got in, and guess who was my tutorial partner? It was either Richard Herring or Stuart Lee. It was Stuart Lee. Weird and freaky. Isn't that spooky? Because we know that your sexuality has changed Oh, since then. it's shifted, Jenny, it's yes. Shifted. It's quite considerably. 90 degree turn. Yes. Having more. said not that, sure. I could still do a cock. Okay. You, I you, could still do one. You're not cock-averse. I couldn't... I, I don't think now I could do balls. I'm I'm gone for balls. Well, balls are gone well, for me. Is it a bit difficult but to do one without the other? I could, I could still handle a penis. Quite comfortably. Oh, what did you call it? Never a penis. A penis. <laughs> I've never had a problem with one? a penis. Could you oh, suck Oh, yes, one? I could happily suck a penis. Okay, yes. okay. And you would astride one? I would astride one, yes. They're quite good for the, the, that sort yes. of thing, yeah. if you're into yeah, that I've sort of no thing. Yeah, I've got no problem okay. with those. What would, what would motivate you to go back in that direction, Well, prob- Well, nothing at this point, because I'm married, oh, and, okay. and I'm madly in love with my, my wife, who is utterly brilliant and is a better person than I in every respect. Um, well played. Very well played. Thank you. Um, but I, I mean, I wouldn't now. But I mean, if someone held a, a, a gun to my head yeah. and yeah. said, "Your wife's going to die in awful circumstances unless you have sexual intercourse with, with this," and it would have to be a very attractive gentleman. Oh, right. uh, you know, I mean, you know, yeah. uh, well, someone off Love Island, you know, <laughs> clean and pecs yes. and all that. <laughs> Yes, someone off of Love Island. Yeah. Um, Jenny and I have people like that I'd queuing probably, up for us all the time. I'd, I'd probably have a little summer bounce. That'd be no problem. Would you? Yeah. Summer bounce. You, the good, nice the good thing about some bouncing is you wouldn't have to look at his face. You could bounce the other way. <laughs> I wouldn't mind looking at his face. I've got no problem with men. It's just that I've never fallen in love with one. That well, I mean, you should be able to fall in love with whoever mm. you fall in love with, regardless of the arrangement with, between their legs. Correct. And Correct. you found for your... me, it's been less. It's less about the sex. It's all about the. It's all. It's all about the everything else that goes with it. I asked you under my breath. You didn't hear. Did, no, I didn't. What's hear. her signature dish? What is the thing she makes for you? What Georgie Gibbon? Yeah. What, in terms of food, yeah. or or metaphysically. Well, you can go both ways because you're um, Oxford educated. Okay. And you can. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, she boils me an egg every morning. Oh, does yes, she? Yeah. Soft boiled? No, I like it medium boiled. And she got you, she gets that right. Yes, and does she, she all, so can... and she always calls out and says, "Would you like me to put an egg on?" And I go, "Yes, please." But do you know what? It's a bit like our house because I shout down to Jeff. I say, "Egg and peggin." Yeah, <laughs> he knows that is his yeah. cue to put a uh, yeah. because I personally like a hardish yeah. boiled egg, yes. which I smash on toast with maybe some avocado. No, I a... have it with a sliced tomato. We well, see, I'm allergic to tomatoes. Otherwise, I would, and I suspect your tomatoes are from your garden and taste. Not like... yet. Oh, I'm not... waiting for okay. them. Yeah, not yet. On their way. Not yet. But my wife does very well, obviously, because I I 
I cook her very nice evening meals. You see, she's done the celebrity uh, cooking things and I won. Know, I know. Yeah, I did win I know. You but must you be know, can I just say I'm one pre- more I thing? I am pretty good. Do you yeah, know what? Yeah. I'm going to blow my own trumpet on that. Can... I am brilliant at cooking. <laughs> can I just say one more thing about Jeff and my eggs? Yes. Okay. Where he what, what, hang on. Wife. We're just Where checking he... with chicken's eggs, yes? Yeah, proper egg. Egg and peggin, we call them. Right. Do you know what? Every time he does an egg for me, he draws a face on it. Oh, oh does he? With oh. a sharpie? Oh, yeah. Well, not a sharpie, just a pen or a pencil or anything that's oh, been lying I love around. And what does the face doing just, on just, it? Does just it depend? Face, does it alter? Does it vary? Yeah, it'll, it depends how he's feeling. A sad face, happy face, medium oh, face. Oh, I love yeah, that. That's very romantic. Yeah, Little egg emojis. Yeah. We, we, we've caught up with the beginning of your career, which yeah. is the Teddy Hall. What are we working on at the moment? I'm currently writing the follow-up to the book that's coming out on August the 22nd. Oh, you've, you're a bit ahead of yourself. I am ahead of myself. Hold on, what's the one coming out on August The, the one coming out on August 22nd is called The Things We Left Unsaid. Ooh. OK, are we, what sort of genre? Tell us about I that. I know. Um, it's half is set in 1964 and the other half is set in the present day. Yeah. And it's a mother-daughter relationship. Um, and it's about how we all know our parents, but from the moment we know them, if you know what yeah. I mean. So yeah. they all and we had, don't had know who they were before, before we came along. It still and shocks me when my mother drops it's about that. bits of got co- into conversation, you know. I didn't know she once been a driver for somebody yeah. before she got polio. Mm. Um and I just thought what well, well, and I, now I've forgotten what the bloke did that she drove for, but basically she was his chauffeur. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, they are interesting mm. before they had us. Yeah. Not as interesting as But us. it was sort of sparked by, and I think this happened. Uh, are both of your parents still alive? I've no, got my mum. No, okay. Neither. I've got my mum. You've got to see your mum. So my mum died uh, five years ago. She wasn't very old, was she? it had a really profound effect on me that I wasn't expecting. No, so I had a very difficult relationship with my mother. And she was, on one hand, uh, one of the most brilliant, wonderful, wickedly funny, outrageous, incredibly charismatic women. She was very beautiful, wasn't she? She was very, very beautiful. But And this was something we never, ever, ever spoke about, ever, in our family, not once. She also very clearly had an undiagnosed mental illness that was very serious. And I'm not talking about anxiety. I'm not talking about depression. Mm. I'm talking about things like I sat with her in a consultant's room and she told him that she had been given cancer by a CIA operative in a bookshop in Cambridge. It was that bad. That she was I think she was, yeah. Really? I think I think she either had um, paranoid personality disorder... Mm. Because she was very paranoid that just just got it that got significantly worse towards the uh, in her sort of forties and fifties, and and I think she was a bit schizophrenic. Yeah. Mm. That w- when you said it, it affected you in a way that you weren't expecting. Tell yeah, us what because, was that loss? What about? hurt the death? Because, because yeah. I spent all of my life being absolutely terrified of her because mm-hmm. she was so volatile and unpredictable. And she what could, role did she, your father play in all this? It's very. He was like a protector. Okay, got you. He was sort yeah. of like my mum. Mm-hmm. He was like my mum and my dad. And my mother was just this ex- extraordinary person. She was the classic. When she was good, she was very, very good. But when she was bad, <laughs> she was horrid. 
But, I mean, even when she was dying in, in 2014, mental illness wasn't still wasn't really ever spoken about. And I suppose one of the great sadnesses for me is that I look back at her life and especially her life with me because I'm afraid I kicked it off because she uh, I was born and she had what they would now call postpartum mm. psychosis. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, of course, wasn't treated. It wasn't recognised mm. back then. So she had a lifetime of misery of not being in control of her own brain and Are her you own st- emotions. So you still blame yourself? I don't blame myself, but I definitely feel as if I failed her in the sense that it took me well into my 30s to sort of actually appreciate that there might be something medically wrong with her in the in the in the in the mental department mm. but I didn't do anything about it and I tell you why I didn't do anything about it it's because we were all terrified of her yeah. and it was that How thing you... of when you live with someone with rages who can just go like that into a crazed rage Could she? Yes, just and at the click of a fingers. It. Yeah, yeah. Is that you will do how anything to manifest? not start they, it? Oh God! Was she violent dreadful. to you, or was yes. she violent to everybody else? She, she would smash things, yeah. throw books at people's heads. I once w- watched her running down the garden trying to kill my father with a hoe. I mean, part of it's hilarious. Might have been quite difficult to do but, that. But, you know, it was like... Uh, but it, what's what's also amazing and also sort of quite heartwarming, I suppose, is that we really loved her. Didn't like her. How interesting. But really, really loved her. But you didn't and have she this conversation was with her, abs- did you? No. You weren't able to talk to her Never had that conversation with her, ever. No. And she was absolutely adored. She was a teacher, she was absolutely adored. And the letters I got from people when she died, from people saying she changed my life, she was, she was, she was other people's Mrs. Graby. That's incredible. That's who she is was. This a, is this a, an a autobiographical book? Then? No, or is it's it a not. novel? Have you it's used... It's a novel. Okay. Um, but it is about... It is about... It's got elements it's of It's got thing. elements of that thing where you haven't had the discussion yeah. that you needed to have yeah. Yeah. and yeah. what that does to you when you know you haven't had it. So the follow-up book, there, there is a character... I, don't, I can't believe you started writing it already. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not out yet. No. Can you not give yourself a break? No, I'm not. I thought I'm, you were good at I'm leisure. Never, I'm never allowed to have a break, Jenny. Yes, I know, but because <laughs> we want we want to talk about your wit. we want to talk about your work very much. Yes, but we also want to talk about your leisure because I follow you on Twitter. Yes, and I feel that you're somebody that is good at having good. downtime, at compartmentalising your life and saying, yes. right, I work really hard. Yes, I'm flogging my guts out on this project. Yes, but when I've finished, I put my pens down and I go out and I've got gardens, I've got doggies, Correct. I've got. Uh, Killing Eve pajamas. Yes, I've got all the toys. Yes, and literally all the toys because you've got Lego. When did you start getting into that? I didn't have Lego as a child. Right. I. uh, This all happened last Christmas. Okay. And uh, my wife has a nephew who is five, and he had a little Lego kit for Christmas, Mm -hmm. and nobody wanted to make help him make it. And he People came up to me and he said, will you help me make it? Yeah. And I said, of course I will. And I sat down with him and it it's like following a very methodical, yeah. 
It's just slow, it's methodical, it's relaxing, it tells you what bit you need, it tells you where to put it. Mm. And but this is hardcore just, Lego. This is Well, I've I've gone up advanced. to hard I've gone up to advanced Lego. Yeah. Um and I just found while I was making this little kit for him. What was it? Can you remember? It was it was a Star Wars uh yes, it was the land speeder. Okay. From the um, from episode four, okay. Luke yeah, Skywalker's. Lost us a bit. Uh, okay. do, do you now. do you endorse Lego? No, I don't. I mean, you should. I, I I I am not paid by Lego. You should be an ambassadress. But my God, it, it's the the thing that that I discovered when I made that kit was how my, I mean my brain goes at a hundred miles an hour. Stop it thinking. never mm-hmm. stops, mm-hmm. and when I do Lego, it just went. Wow, so it's like a like a mindfulness. Yes, how interesting. Because you've got yes. to concentrate on that's what, really one interesting. Thing. It's like a really complicated knitting yes. pattern. Do you do the knitting too? No, but I I imagine that that I might think it's be like something doing fair I would also like. I think it's 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 a mathematical thing. It's a problem. If you don't do it properly, it's yes. not going to work. You have to. I mean, Judith and I are very big on the hobby. Oh, I love a hobby. Yeah. It turns out as life goes along mm, more I, and more we had what did you say on that podcast the other day we said you said that we don't have social lives anymore we have hobbies <laughs> because we're happier get it get involved i recently did the the ghostbusters firehouse <laughs> and it you, has, oh you mean this is a lego thing yeah, yeah. and what i loved about it yeah. was the the intensity of the interior rooms <laughs> <laughs> it was just a joy. It just it, you just want to stroke it. But interestingly, as you know, I'm I'm very good friends with uh, Sue Perkins. Yes. And I live now in the country, and a lot of people who are still living in London, they will come to me on a Friday, and they're tired, yeah. and they're frazzled, and they've just about had enough. Yeah. Thank you very much. And I sit them down, and Georgie gets them a drink, and Perks came, and I said, "Do you want to?" Do a bit of Lego, and she went no. Pardon? She went no, and I said, "Trust me, just oh yeah, just have a go at that." Yeah, and I yeah. gave her a little kit to do, and it was of the Golden Great Golden Gate Bridge. This is it, the architectural ones. And I think I'm going to go for these. I have never seen someone go from stressed to completely not stressed quicker. It's really interesting, yeah. isn't it? You have been an absolute revelation to us. You've taught us so many things that we've got new options with our hobbies. I think you've inspired us. I'd uh, use the word inspired. Oh, yeah. And we're looking now. forward to this. We're, we're looking Come forward to the novel ladies. coming out. Yes, yes, I hope you do like it. And I hope to see some, because I've got one coming out in the first, so I hope to see you on some. What's your literary, one called? Mine's called Inheritance. Oh, you know so, what we should do, Jenny Claire? We should arrange it so that we get to do the Q&As of each other. That would, that be, would be super, nice, wouldn't, wouldn't it? it? And you could yeah. do all the literary festivals together. Yay. We could do some literary festivals, and you can bring a bag of Lego. <laughs> we say thank you. Our listeners say thank you. Thank Emma you, Emma Kennedy, thank You're you amazing. very much. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.